Welcome to New Week, New Music. Today, we are bringing you a bonus episode where Brandon and I will be discussing the 2019 album Caligula by Lingua Ignota. And this was an album... Uh, Actually, yeah, uh, real well, quick. You know, I'll let you lead off because yeah. you're the one who told me about this album. Yeah, uh, yeah. so first of all, this is a very, very special al- uh, episode for two reasons. And the biggest reason is... Uh, the guy that's wrong about literally everything's not here today. Uh, it is just me and uh, uh, myself and Ben. And Eric Mellon Walk. <laughs> As the editor, I still get to say fuck you. And uh, it's also very special because I know this is a rare instance where we both agree that this is one of the great this album is one of the greatest listening experiences we've ever had yes and we've briefly talked about it a couple of times on this show uh, it was part of my you know musical journey and it's kind of the reason why this whole this whole show kind of came about and uh, actually really quick for uh, listeners who are unfamiliar with Caligula and uh, Lingua Ignota's uh, lyrical themes. Uh, we do want to put a content warning on this because uh, some of the topics and discussions do get pretty dark and pretty gruesome. So for those of you that are disturbed by this, those types of things, this may not be the episode for you. And specifically deal with uh, sexual assault. Yes. So yeah. Um, so this album is one of the most unique experiences I've ever had. Uh, it's... As much as I love this album, this it was one of the most unpleasant listening experiences I've ever had. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, and, and let me start, you know, to contextualize my experience with this album. Uh, let me just kind of briefly tell the story of how it of how it came into my consciousness and 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 how I experienced it when I actually listened to it. So, you were the one who told me about this album. This was back in 2019 when you were doing kind of your own solo project where you were, you know, you said, hey, I'm going to listen to 100 albums this year um, and and rank them all. Um, and at the time, I was like, oh, that's a crazy project. Like, who would who would spend so much time doing such a thing? Like, what a, <laughs> like, I mean, what I, a I was, loser. no, no, no. I, I actually <laughs> admired you for it. I thought it was a pretty cool thing to do, but it's like, I could never do that. And because um, I didn't really even listen to full albums that much at the time. And I remember... Uh, you said, you know, that this is one of your favorite albums of the year. And you said that you only listened to it once because it, it scarred you from the first limit, the first, uh, listen so much that Mm -hmm. you actually physically found it difficult to want to go back and listen to it. Yeah. And I, I've listened to this album all the way through actually only twice. Um, and I've tried to re-listen to it. Uh, many more times than that. Uh, the Those other times I've gotten, you know, two, three, maybe even four songs in up to like, uh, May Failure Be Your Noose is, uh, was, is the fourth song and I think one of the more harrowing ones. Although, yeah. um, they're all incredibly harrowing. Oh so yeah, I mean that it's it's hard to, to rank say. them in that in that regard, and, but I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and like I'd get you know four songs in, which is admittedly you know like 20, 30 minutes. It's quite a long album, uh, and I would like start having a panic attack mm-hmm. because it's it was just so shocking 
and horrifying. And I've right. never really experienced anything quite like that before. Right. And which, yeah. which is why it stuck with me so much. And which is why, like, uh, the first time I listened to it, I was like, this has to be number one. Like, there, I've never had anything like that or anything yeah. close to this before. Yeah. And, and I remember, so the interesting thing for me was that I remember you you conveying that to me when you were talking about the album. But at the time, I didn't really get it. Like, I didn't really understand. Uh, I didn't feel like I could empathize with you because I had never really had an experience like that with music. I had had experiences like that with other things, like, like you know, maybe a movie here and there or, or a scene from a movie or, or something, some life event that was extremely difficult to take in despite not actually being... Uh, you know, traumatic for me, but it was it was something difficult to, um, you know, to, to, to experience. I had had a few experiences like that with other forms of art. I don't think I'd ever really had it with music before. And we've talked on the show before about the different ways to perceive music, like being a musical empath be versus, you know, appreciating the technical aspects. And I think we've agreed that you were more on the musical empath side than I am. And Eric is mm -hmm. less so than me. Mm -hmm. um, so, so at the time I was like, wow, I, I can't, I can't believe that uh, uh, that something sonic, that just sound could have that kind of an effect on someone. I didn't quite understand it. And then I finally decided to listen to the album. <laughs> and a couple songs in, I, I understood it. Um, it was a truly, uh, it was a unique experience. I'd never had that with music before. Mm -hmm. I'd never had such a shocking and not shocking may not be the right word because it, it's like a, it's like a visceral shock that you feel in your gut rather than mm -hmm. in your ears or, or any other sort of sensory perception. And I understood it. I, 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 I got what you were saying and I, I couldn't, I didn't know it before, but upon listening to it, um, it was one of the most, uh, emotionally impactful things I've ever experienced. It was truly, one of a kind. You don't, you don't get that very often. And so I just, as I was listening to, I was, I was trying to kind of savor that first journey through it because you don't get stuff like that very often. Yeah. And for me, I went into this album completely blind. Um, wow. I, the only thing I knew about it is I saw our favorite bald headed music reviewer had given it a nine and like the line for it on the video was like uh, Kristen Hader's new album is uh, that's uh, her real name. Uh, Kristen Hader's new album is a even darker journey into he hell than her previous record. And when I read that, I was like, oh, it's it's metal. It's a metal album. OK, <laughs> right. Cool. Um, and so I put it on. And it's just those like singular piano notes. Yeah. And right away I'm like, okay, this is not a metal album. <laughs> right. What's happening? And and this is something that we've talked about before, in that it's with just a single note, not even a chord. Right. Just a single note on a piano, no other instrument. Yeah. And it immediately feels scary. Yes. And unpleasant. Yeah. And I, I don't know how she did that to this I day. I don't either. Yeah. If and, you're going to study, like if you're going to study how to convey emotion in music, study the first minute of the first track of this album. It's, it's uncanny. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 
uh, you know, there's like a, a single like violin note, and then you've got kind of the the symphony kind of warming up in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's a trope. It's I shouldn't use a trope really, but it's something I've heard before. I've heard the thing, you know, strings warming up. Like I've heard that in various songs, but here it, it just conjures up something completely different than anything I've ever heard with that technique used. And it's just a single violin note and it simultaneously beautiful and terrifying. And it mm-hmm. creates this atmosphere where even without any other hints of the album, you kind of know, you realize, oh shit, this is like, I'm going on a journey here. Yeah, and something it's not very real is about one. to happen yeah. to me. And I don't know how she did it, but... Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, like, moving forward from that point, she comes in with her just beautifully trained and beautifully performed, uh, very, like, classical style yes. of singing. She is classically um, trained. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she is a classically technically trained. proficient singer. Mm-hmm. And so she and her voice is just you know, uh, very operatic, very majestic, and but it, and it's just so dark. Yeah, and so like all these feelings, all the feelings of like tension and fear and paranoia that were built from just the singular notes and like the orchestra warming up. It's like okay, this is really really going someplace dark yeah and she has like all these religious themes that she's singing about and also like just reading the um just reading you know like the song titles like faithful servant friend of christ do you doubt me traitor butcher of the world fragrant is my mini flowered crown like there's clearly some you know, um, yeah. religious elements. Oh, totally. I, it's a very like like Dark Ages uh, Catholicism. There's a lot of religious themes going on. Yeah, and like um, I also I also own this uh, album on vinyl. It's actually the only vinyl I own that I have not listened to, uh, for the reasons I said earlier. And like looking through uh, the vinyl, it's like all these images that are of her from her first Holy Communion. Okay, and there's like all this like jewelry and like a lot of religious symbols throughout uh throughout the record and that you know definitely you know feeds into the narrative of just like all the the abuse that she suffered from the hands of her ex-husband I believe and the by extension the church that they were both a part of at the time and for me Oh, and anyway, and one more thing, like we're, we're still on the first song, by the way, although yeah, yeah, a, lot right. of, a lot of the themes we're talking about will play in throughout the whole album. But as the first song goes on and just like with just her, just her voice and the very sparse strings, as we had said before, you you definitely feel it building to something. Yeah. And then, I don't know, pretty close to the end of the first song. That something arrives. Yes. And what that something is, is just the most abrasive and shocking walls of dissonance and sound that I've ever really experienced. Yeah, same here. I've never heard... um, I've never heard loud noise that was as effective 
and terrifying as this album. Nothing close. I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like something that came like the closest thing that came to me was or is daughters. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned daughters for for, for two reasons. One is that um, she's actually and currently is collaborating with Alexis Marshall of Daughters yeah, uh, quite a bit, which is yeah, really cool. Kristen Hader and uh, Alexis Marshall are like real life friends and collaborate a lot. Yeah, and so I think he a lot actually of did work with her on this album. Yeah, I believe so. And the second reason I think it's a, I'm glad you mentioned it is because I kind of used um, the Daughters album. You won't get you want you won't get what you want as a kind of a foil or a comparison to this one. And uh, I'm a huge fan of that album as you are. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of compared these two a decent amount. I remember listening to Daughters and thinking it was pretty, you know, pretty gruesome listen, you know, pretty rough. And then, but listening to this one, this one was infinitely scarier than Daughters. I mean, it it made it look like a tea party almost. <laughs> yeah, like like these these walls of sound that we're talking about were just static, and it's also like her like yelling obscenities a lot, and like at some parts of the album, like her yelling out for help to anybody and then she, to like anybody that can help her as she's you know being the victim of like sexual assault of domestic violence and then eventually she gets to yelling to satan for help because everyone else has failed her at this point and it's just her just yelling just satan satan can you hear me please and it's like just thinking of the first time i heard that like it's it gives me goosebumps yeah and even funnier too because like neither of us are religious in the slightest but it's still such a such a powerful you know it's still terrifying (laughs) thing to contemplate you know Mm -hmm. um you know even for us um and yeah i mean uh uh, the religious themes i think are great because it kind of like one it deals with the complexities i think of her relationship with 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 her religion but also with you know, the, the various themes, you know, ancient, like, you know, medieval Catholicism, you know, is a lot of like good and evil. There's a lot of really just kind of gruesome themes. And I think this album explores those in a way that's, uh, thought provoking at the least. And, and it really sums up, you know, her, I guess, perception of the world and, and, uh, uh, I guess disenfranchisement from, the alleged rules that are supposed to protect people, the alleged, you know, mm-hmm. legal system, the, or justice system, the, you know, the supposed rules that are supposed to protect victims and hold perpetrators accountable and the total, uh, destruction of those facades mm-hmm. and her reckoning with that. I think I'm rambling, but I mean, that's I mean, definitely a big theme. I, I, I've yeah. rambled a little bit too. But, yeah. And uh, one topic that uh, she has spoken about that was like a kind of like a driving force uh, with this album is her way of healing from being the victim of such heinous crimes was just anger. Right. And that's what she's, she's trying to get out of this. Like, like, um, one th- one thing that she said like as women their their society teaches them to you know like you know be feminine be nice and kind and just you know get over these things right and and this 
album kind of reflects her attitude of her saying it's like no fuck that i can be mad at the people that did these things right yeah it's i'm I'm really glad and i'm pissed as hell about it and i'm gonna rage about it exactly and yeah i'm glad you you mentioned that because um I, i pulled up a quote uh i think one of the best quotes that summarizes this album and one of the best quotes i've heard in a while um where she was describing kind of her um mo with this album she said survivors don't really get to explore many emotions and healing the healing model is to be gentle with everything and be gentle with yourself it's about forgiveness and kindness and that wasn't the model that i wanted to explore and so uh the the, she explored it in a way that was honest rather than one that that fit in with a uh, a narrative that uh doesn't really uh uh accomplish anything as far as change is considered as far as change is concerned and i think the way she explored this album was with pure honesty um and that you know if you can't can't get justice then you should be enraged you should be Mm -hmm. furious i think it's perfectly legitimate to want revenge or to want some sort of thing that that brings that actually gets something done rather than you know, there, you know, forgiveness in in a way is kind of bullshit because if you forgive the person who, who, uh, you know, who committed crimes against you, well, what does that solve? It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't change anything for the future. So, mm-hmm. in a way, this this it al- this album addresses that issue. I think in a way that's much more honest it, than it's like her than a lot of the yeah her opinion on is like me giving forgiveness to these people is them getting away with it basically right Right. that's how she views it right which is definitely a i think a very unique i don't i don't say unique but a a new take really outside of the the, i guess the mainstream you know yeah it's uh, yeah it certainly goes against like what people typically say well sure and i think another part of it too is you know there's some degree of condescension in the people who are supposed to be helping you heal. And when they say things like when they promote things like forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, and I, uh, it's not, I haven't personally experienced anything like this, but I, you know, it's something that something I've thought about is like, you, you know, when you're, because what it does is it puts the onus on the victim rather than the perpetrator. It's now up to the victim to, uh, to make things better. Um, mm-hmm which it shouldn't involve them whatsoever in the first place. Yeah. God, it, man, this album. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is. I mean, there are so many things you can talk about here, but one, mm-hmm. uh, one, well, I guess one, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, no, no, you can go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just so want, since we're talking about, you know, about the it. whole, the whole, you know, sexual assault aspect of it, there, there's one other kind of theme I wanted to touch on, which was the various ways in which this album can be, uh, consumed and, and, uh, and perceived. Um, and I have read a lot of mm-hmm. granted this, a lot of this is internet comments and stuff like that, but I have, I have heard a lot of things like other, uh, victims, uh, experiencing, experiencing this album in a very different way than others. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard it described as very cathartic, uh, to some people and a lot of other victims really appreciated the honesty of it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas um, no, that's uh, I, that's actually something I've heard her say in interviews yeah. a lot that she's had yes. uh, fans like at live shows come up to her and be like, 
thank you for putting some of like the rage that I felt because of this into into songs. Yeah. And and she and she's said like how much hearing that has meant to her. Right. Like she's been able like the ability to give women and victims of rape and sexual abuse like a voice and especially like in this climate and you know where with like all the stories have come about with you know both presidential candidates <laughs> with yes. you know Harvey right. Weinstein you know with Dr. Yeah. Luke you know like the uh Bill Cosby like these just really important like you're I don't want to say three doors down yeah and yeah it, yeah and one of the biggest shocks of my life was when I like grew up and was in college and talking with the like you know the women in in my life about you know stuff like sexual assault I literally every single female friend that I have has a story of being assaulted in some way some you know some worse than others but like yeah the numbers are staggering and it was not something i was all that aware of until you know maybe a few years ago Mm -hmm. yeah to the 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 degree uh, of which uh the problem exists just and for this album to give such a unique voice to something that has that unfortunately has you know harmed as many people as it has i mean it's it's just a truly incredible thing yeah and and i know like i've seen interviews where she talks about this and like she starts choking up because of just how much it means to her and i i i commend it i'll commend it till the day i die if for no other reason than that but it also happens to be a truly incredible piece of art on top of that it does, yeah. Uh, the, the, and again, it all comes back to uh, the whole honesty theme. You know, the the mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the honesty and its its rawness and brutality uh, is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with with incredible attention to intricacy and detail, and uh, that's and, actually and taste uh, and taste. I mean, it is not yes. a it is not a blaring noise, uh, 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 you know, wall. It's I mean, God, there was so much finesse in this album despite the br- the brutal parts of it were and were timed and planned so well that it yeah yeah and this is something i do want to come back to later because i kind of want to talk about the album in like two aspects one which we're doing right now is like the first time we heard this and then i kind of want to talk about right. my subsequent listens to yeah it. i do too um uh but anyway and one thing that really drives home a lot of what this album is about is actually if you see her perform live, which I have unfortunately not been able to, I almost did because uh, she was originally supposed to be the opening act for Daughters when I saw them a few years ago, uh, but unfortunately, she her uh, injured herself earlier on the tour and she had to drop out. Uh, but and part of the part of the reason that happened though is because she's also such a dedicated performance artist with this album Mm -hmm. and that actually begins just straight up with the album art 
which uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's her just standing there with uh, just her and uh, with really artistically done makeup and kind of looks like she has two black eyes and a fat lip, lots of gold chains and across like her chest, it says in uh, the same font, if you're familiar with the band Nails, uh, Caligula which I thought was just cool artwork when I first saw it. But actually, the Caligula is a tattoo that she has. Yeah, which I was not she, aware of until you told me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know until uh, I saw an interview she did actually with uh, Fantano earlier in the year uh, and saw that she had it and she actually talked about it in the video that she got it tattooed before the album came out. And she says, if nothing else about that, this album, she's happy it was a success so she doesn't look like an idiot with Caligula tattooed <laughs> on her. You got that tattoo for that album? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, but, uh, uh, anyway. It's artistic risk so, right there. Uh, her, anyway, so her live shows, she actually doesn't use a stage for her live performances. She, oh, really? She uh, stands out in the crowd Oh, cool. With uh, carrying like one of those like stage spotlights, like a, a relatively like a, a small one, obviously, because she's carrying it and just a microphone. And she does have a, a like a uh, some people playing with her, or you know, doing the backing tracks and whatnot. But that's, you know, typically just what the show is. It's just her kind of wandering the venue while she's doing these pieces. And like what during like the the massive walls of sound throughout the album she'll like you know like jump off of things she'll hit herself with the light with the microphone and like there are like times where like she you know f uh faked a noose around her neck with the microphone cord and you know and she would like was like really violent on herself mm -hmm. during these performances and she would like end shows like bloody and bruised and she like what event caused her to drop out she actually gave herself a concussion oh shit yeah like it's really really wild yeah her live shows i've only seen videos of them right um but i i hope someday i get to see her perform live oh yeah if she ever comes uh, to arizona i'll uh, i would like to be there yeah and, and that really because kind of underscores the uh the experiential nature of of uh, the music at uh, I'm not familiar with the live shows, but I know that the album itself, it was an experience, you know, some, some, some music is meant to be listened to and other music is meant to be experienced. And that's how I would describe this. So I would imagine that, yeah, I mean, uh, I can't see why the, the live shows wouldn't be, you know, just taking that to another level with the, the physical performance too. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really is. It's, you know, you feel the music like inside of you, not just in your ears. Not, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's such an immersive uh, thing to to be yeah, a part and of. Actually, that I think is why this album affects me so much is because of how immersive it is. Yeah, it's it. You're hearing this story through her, you know, through first person perspective, but. When I hear it, I'm transported into her perspective. I'm actually yeah. experiencing these things. Right. It, it's a true firsthand experience that to some of the true horrors that she was a victim to in her life. And it's... I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. <laughs> it, you know, it the, the essence is it's it's hard to describe. I mean, it's hard to do it justice. Um, 
you know, I would recommend uh, to listen to it. I would also recommend to be prepared because it's yeah, yeah it's the rough, closest you know, experience yeah. I've had to listening to this album for the first time. I'm not even kidding or exaggerating. Was when I went to the Holocaust Museum in Washington D.C. Oh, interesting. That that was the closest thing I can experience. Yeah, that I yeah. can like relate the experience to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say like what happened to her, to her is worse than the Holocaust. No, like it's definitely an entirely different ball game. And I can see the parallels and that the Holocaust museum was a completely different level of things, right? But like it, it's really the only thing I can compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, you step away from the statistics and the things you've read about and then actually get up, you know, personal with this kind of stuff with really dark territory mm-hmm. that you don't, you know, you might contemplate, but it, you know, you don't, you don't really get deep into like, it. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. And it's not something like I think about or have to deal with all the time. Cause I've been lucky enough to not be a victim of these things. And it's, it, it really is just a, a first person perspective on some truly horrible things that happen to people. Unfortunately, all the time. And yeah. And it was interesting for me um, because the first time I listened to it um, was very different than, than my second listen. Um, yes. My, my first listen was, I will, you know, well, my first listen was the better of the two. Um, it mm. was, I mean, it was magical. Uh, it was for one, it scared the shit out of me. Um, I remember when the screaming on Butcher of the World came on. Uh, I mean, I was scared shitless. I had never heard screaming mm-hmm. like that in music before, and just never. Um, I know this. The second, you know, uh, uh, will you uh, doubt me, traitor? Do you what was doubt it? me? Do you traitor. doubt me, traitor? I mean, that was scary too. But man, when Butcher of the World came on, <laughs> and just the, <laughs> the, just the absolute blaring screams in both my headphones, uh, it was shocking. And uh, I spent the rest of the album kind of on edge, like like watching a horror movie. It's like just just really anticipating the next, because you don't know when the hits are going to come. You don't know when it's going to yeah. turn from and from operatic, uh, symphonic, uh, high pitched vocals to just the blaring screaming. You don't know when it's going to happen. And so I was mm-hmm. at the edge of my seat the whole rest of the album. And one thing that I will say as. I, I'm not going to say a critique, but as a bit of a, a detriment, I guess, is these blaring walls of sound are somewhat repetitive in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the first time I, ex- I ex- I'm going to say experienced this album, I'm not even going to say listen to yeah. first time I experienced this album. You don't get that feeling at all because you're just so shocked by it. You're just so incom- right. completely raptured. Like you said, it's like watching a really, really, really good horror movie. Yeah. Like you're just so engrossed into what's going on that you don't notice a lot of things. Right. And on the second listen, also kind of the same as when you're watching a really good horror movie for the second time, is since you're not really scared by it, because you, you know everything that's going to happen, it doesn't right. really scare you the second time through. And this album doesn't scare you the second time through, not the same way, at least. 
Right. Um, but that's just kind of the nature of the medium. Nothing. Um, you do, but at, you do kind of notice how repetitive the overwhelming walls of sound can be at times. And but that's really the only negative comment I have about yeah. this album. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. I think. Um, yeah, again, the the second listen does kind of lack the novelty of the first. Um, but one of the strengths too is I think the second listen you kind of get to see a different perspective on it. You because you, th- you get no to really appreciate yeah the other how genius of an artist she is right when you're not scared by it. You get to see the beauty of it and the and the um, it's funny because like I mentioned earlier, you know, some sexual assault victims uh, a lot of them probably saw this album differently than than other people did. And for me, like yeah, the first time it was I, it was mainly just being scared. Because it was such mm. a such a um, <laughs> such a rough listen, an unpredictable listen. But the second time, you get to to hear the more I guess cathartic elements. You get to hear the beauty of it a lot more and appreciate the composition more. Um, and, and it was it was cool to have that totally different experience with it uh, than the first time around. It was just it was it was like it's like I've I've been through the darkness and I see the light of it. Kind of uh, I don't mm-hmm. know kind of a stupid way to say it but that's kind of what it felt like uh for me what it was because like i said i get to appreciate the art more like i get to appreciate how beautiful of a singer is i can appreciate how amazing the production is despite how minimal the production is really production's amazing on this album yeah Yeah. just every sound mm, like every sound does exactly what it wants to do yeah and like you can really appreciate like the true dynamics of the album especially the leaps from like the the soft operatic classical singing to getting hit in the face with a sledgehammer of yeah. noise and dissonance and like it really and it happens just that fast like it does yeah it really is just like getting hit with a sonic sledgehammer right and you can, uh, and the first time you appreciate it because of how shocking it is, and the second time you can appreciate because of how well done it is. Yeah, totally. And I, I will say nothing will ever. I don't want to say nothing will ever, but I really don't know how anything could top the original listening experience of this album for me. Yeah. But even my subsequent listen, I still enjoyed it almost as much because I could appreciate everything that she did well on the album right. from a more it technical perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like it, the musicianship good, on this album is good enough yeah. to carry it on its own yeah. easily. Yeah, it's one of those things that's, you know, you just have to, to savor it while it happens. I mean, for me, when I was listening to it the first time, you know, the whole time I was, I, w- I, I turned off all the lights in my room. Um, I actually grabbed my headphones with my hands and pushed them closer to my ears so I could feel it even more because I knew that this kind of thing just doesn't happen that often. Um, mm-hmm. You don't you don't get a brand new experience like that with any type of art form all that often. And so I just wanted to appreciate it while it was happening. And yeah. it was truly, I mean, it could be five, 10 years before, you know, something new comes along that, that, that has a similar effect, but uh, uh and maybe not everyone will feel that way about this album, but I truly hope that that other people will have a magical experience. Like, because it was 
out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I know th- this was an album that I considered putting as one of my examples for a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I don't think you did, but I don't think you had heard the album before we had done that episode. If I, I don't remember when you finally oh, listened to good- it. Oh, that's a good... No, I hadn't. I hadn't heard it yet. I'm pretty sure yeah, I had not heard it. Listen yeah. to it the first time relatively it, recently. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it really yeah. wasn't. The the months are just kind of I know everything's a haze at yeah. this point. <laughs> but uh, but uh, for me th- for me the reason I ultimately didn't put it at uh, a ten out of ten is because, like I said, on subsequent listens, the um, the experience just isn't the same right and now i feel like we might be harping on this too much because i really don't want to drive people away from this album i want if you have if you love music you owe it to yourself to listen to this album like like i said on the uh the trap mask replica episode whenever we did that (laughs) um, yeah an album like this is almost a rite of passage because there's n- not much else like it. Yeah. And y- and you owe it to yourself to listen to this album. You do. You really do. I mean, it's it, you can't pass up on this one if you're if you're serious about music and I mean I don't want to sound like a gatekeeper or anything, but I mean, just for your own personal uh experience if you love music mm-hmm. and you want to have something that's probably not going to come around too often yeah yeah do not skip on this one i'm not gonna say you're all gonna love this album like we do no 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 not at all in fact i will i'm i'd be willing to wager most people are not gonna like this album it's it's a lot like uh uh this album it's a lot like uh death grips in the sense that if you can't get past the massive walls of dissonance compression and distortion you're not you're probably not going to like what's there if you can't get past that which is as with everything on your a perfectly valid thing like yeah despite how much i love this album and how important this album is to me i i understand people aren't gonna like it except for eric and daughters but that's a different thing (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's by no means is this album for everyone, and it's probably uh, it's probably not for most people. But for the people it is for, um, it's really really. There's special. nothing else like it. Yeah, there's nothing like this album out there. And like I've heard other people, like uh, Diamanda Gallus, I think is her name, Anna von Housewolf. Um, well, I, I do like a lot of their music. To me, it's not... It never impacted me like this did. And even... Um, uh, Lingua Ignota's uh, other uh, work hasn't impacted me quite like this album has. It's not to yeah, say it's not I'll good or anything. i have to check anything. out... Yeah, I've heard a few of her singles. I need to listen to All Bitches Die. I, yeah, I have uh, not I've, listened to yeah. all of All Bitches Die. I've heard a couple of tracks off, and I've heard... Uh, some singles she's done in a few of her covers. She actually does some really interesting covers. She does, yeah. Have you heard? Um, let's see. She did a couple new ones. Um, Jolene did you hear when she is did really Stan, good. Uh, not Stan. Uh, Kim. I haven't heard Kim yet. I need to hear Kim. Uh, 
I, that's on my list. Um, I did recently hear uh, Jolene and her Jolene cover is amazing. Jolene's amazing. Uh, the other one was just really it was a because I saw um, oh a new single uh, called Wicked Game with uh, with uh, Lingua Ignota and uh, Alexis Marshall from Daughters. Like I wonder if that's the same Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. And I listened to it, and sure enough, yep, it is <laughs> Wicked Game. Like that's an interesting choice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, a lot of artistic risk for sure. I mean, man, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we can predict what she's going to do and next I, at all. I don't I don't want to predict what I she's going to do next. I don't want to predict it either. No, next time she comes out with the it. record, I'm going to listen to it the day it comes out without reading a single goddamn thing about it. Yep. I I I just I I've been blown away by her. I I'm continued to be blown away by Lingua Ignota. And I I want that to continue. I want to hear more music from her. And I want to experience it the, in the most raw form possible because that's how she performs it. And I want to do my due diligence to her as an artist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you got to listen to it a certain way. I think, um, you know, different music's meant to be consumed in different ways, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and this one, I mean, make this your make this the only thing going on you know if you're gonna listen to it don't don't just put it on put you know set set a specific time of day preferably nighttime have nothing else no other obligations or priorities turn the lights out get a good listening situation whether that's headphones or however you want to hook it up and just do nothing else but listen to this album yeah the um this album doesn't benefit from a casual listen and that, that's <laughs> just just that statement yeah. is just so like <laughs> I'm laughing right now. I was like, yeah. let's put it easy listening. We'll throw some language. <laughs> some language. Like, it's such a ridiculous. You know, throw on that track. Uh, if What's the poison one... won't take you, my dogs will. What's the one song that's a banger from that? Put that shit on. <laughs> Fucking death dealer. <laughs> These are real song titles, by the way. Um, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's do the do your best to give this album justice. And honestly, honestly, that's good sound listening advice to any album. Yeah, do your best to give the album the justice it deserves. And it's going to be different for different albums, as we've said before. And a the perfect listening environment is not going to save a bad album. Like true, no listening, no proper listening setups gonna make Black Eyed Peas sound good to me. (laughs) But you can certainly enhance a good album with uh, with the right with the right setup and the right environment. And and I think it's actually really really important to do that for this album. Almost essential. Yep. Uh, Is there any any other topics you wanna wanted to cover? I think that mainly sums it up. Um, maybe the one final comment I want to say is that during my first listen, um, you know, through the first few songs and through the album, I was obviously blown away by how good it was. And and every time I... Everything I wanted the album to do to be successful, it not only did, but it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. And there were times on this album where I was thinking okay, it's going in this direction. The, the, the logical 
emotional correct next step is this thing and then sure enough uh a minute later that would happen and and i just remember being blown away as like holy shit um everything on here is arranged so perfectly um mm-hmm. and, and perfectly is the wrong word because it implies that you're like putting pieces in a puzzle that's already laid out it's done perfectly but it's also done with such an element of surprise and where you don't know where it's going. And so it's shocking you, yet it also it also fits with a perfectly logical progression, both musically and thematically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, 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 it's like, that's exactly what it should have done, or that's exactly how it could have been made better and how it yeah. wouldn't lose its, its I, momentum. Kind of going off of that, I do consider this to be a quote-unquote perfect album uh, in the sense of, like, the only... My only complaint about this album is just the nature of, like, horror in general. Right. Like, there's nothing that can avoid that. Right. And I I really don't think there's a single thing on this album that can be improved. It's tough to nitpick, man. (laughs) I certainly am not in any position to find a flaw here that can, I mean, most yeah, albums, I mean, like, most albums, like even the greatest albums ever made, I can say, Oh, you know, even a layman dipshit like me can say, you know, this part here, they could have edited down or left out or did something different with the chords or something like this. Sounds like, fuck, what would I do to change it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't think of anything. And that's not to say I'm like an artist on it's say it's perfect, the level of Kristen Hader or anything no, no. like that. Um, but as a just a lover of music, I, I there's not a single thing I would change on this album. No. And um, thank you, Lingua Ignota, for giving me this album. Like, yeah, I live for this kind of stuff. I really do. Um, yeah, I live for. You know, I love shit like this. I love experiences like this. They don't happen very often, but when they do, it's. I mean, there's not too many things in life that compare to that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a, a totally special album for me. It will always be a special album for me. It's got a place on the wall directly behind me. Ben, you can kind of see it. Yeah, I can see it. Um, Looks great on the wall, man. <laughs> God, it, it's a it's a great vinyl too. I got one of the special editions. Yeah, I, it was weird. I, uh, I bought it. There were like three or four editions. And they sent me the wrong special edition that I bought, no, huh. <laughs> which was annoying. But I was like, eh, whatever. They were the same price, so I didn't care. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I think I think we can call it here. Um, yeah, I've, I've said my piece, and yeah, I mean, man, do yourself a favor and give it the best shot you can because it deserves it. It may not be for you, but man, is it good! It man, is it good! Well, yeah, I think that about sums it up. Um, It does. Thanks again for listening. Yes, Um, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And we kind of kind of rambled here for a bit. Um, Again, it's something that words aren't going to do justice. So if you're into it, just listen to it. Don't listen to us because we can't. There's no way we can put words that accurately, you know, put into context. If you're still listening to us, just it's only another 15 minutes where you could have just listened to the album. Yeah, exactly. And then you could (laughs) have avoided listening to us talk. Exactly. You'd be better off that way too. Uh, that but thank you, uh, yes, thank you again for listening, and 
and uh, join us next time with um, I don't even know what the hell's on. What next are we? Are we doing? We'll be doing the Beatles at some point. We're doing a full yeah, discography. Yeah, that's coming up soon. Maybe something know. else. We're Who getting knows? close to the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, just for whatever next time is, join us next time. Thank you very much. Have a good night.